to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's not all good, but it's, it's yeah. mostly good. We're all vertical, right? When you're riding down the road and your windows are down, your moonroof's popped open at 72 degrees outside, not a cloud in the sky, if you can just forget that this is exactly the kind of day it was on 9-11, it's a pretty good day. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and you had it your is. windows down and... Uh, Blessing the people with music. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and some people just don't appreciate good music. Well, they? <laughs> different blessings for different folks, doggone. You know, you just well, now, can't win them all, can you? Last week we were talking about privacy, right? Yeah. yeah. Privacy rights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah let's that go one. with that. Yeah, the, one that, the thing that doesn't exist for people anymore, True, but does exist government. for government. Yeah, absolutely. But only those things that go on in government that they don't want you to know. Yeah, right. They keep it hidden. So why don't we switch gears and how about a different topic this week? You want to go with a different Yeah, let's do. There's so much more about privacy, but... Yeah, we may come back to that. That's another And, hey, if, if you want to get involved in our discussion, Jay will give you a phone number now, even as we speak, 256-737-9505, just like the frequency, 95.59505, yeah, 737-9505. Boy, it must have taken a genius to figure that out. This took uh, hounding the phone company until they gave me the number I wanted, yeah. It worked. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. now, we did discuss, well, we said we'd talked about the environment this week. Yeah, I think we should, too. And and I, I don't know from, uh, you know, picking up little things here and picking up little things there. Uh, we, we if, if you see our prop, we have a quart jar in the middle of the table with water in it. And that kind of symbolizes the environment. Ain't nothing going in and ain't nothing coming out. The only thing you've got to work with is what's there. And you can convert it, you can destroy it into a different form. You can change it into something else. But you can't else, get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. And you can't bring and you nothing can't else bring in. Any more in. So there it is. Here it is. What are we going to do with it? Well, what we've been doing is putting plenty of carbon dioxide in the air. Yeah, we're good at that, aren't we? We are. And methane and all sorts of heavy metals and. Uh, those are things that we're probably beyond the scope of what we want to talk about today. Yeah, but but for just a minute, let's let's, let's try to answer the question of how many cubic yards of garbage and trash do we put in the dump here in Coleman? It it's a a very large a bunch. Isn't yes, it? it is, and it seems like. Uh, we buy stuff that is throwaway. Yeah, sure. There, almost nobody now makes a reusable or a a permanent sort of thing. Oh, we yeah. used to make good furniture. Yeah. And in fact, I still can find real good furniture from a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but I can't mm-hmm. find some from twenty years ago no, unless no. it is made the same way and mm-hmm. made with real wood. Yeah, and that's hard to find because most of it goes into the big lot stores here in a box, and you have to take it home, cut the strap off the box, set it up, uh, glue it, and do yeah. all that together. And if you put anything on and you say, uh, go ahead, sit down on the corner of that desk. You just put nope. it together. <laughs> well, or let it get wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Press wood does not do well when it, it's wet. It does not, and, and there's so much of that. There is so much of it. And, and what happens to it? It ends up in the dump. That's exactly right. Or somebody burns it along mm-hmm. with all the glue and all the carcinogens. Yeah. In it. And so. and uh, in, in a in a a place like Coleman, we we have babies on a pretty regular basis. I wonder how many how many disposable diapers go in that dump. Uh, an awful lot. And and you know we get water. Out the ground? Yep, we do. You know what happens to those diapers that go into the ground that the water goes over and all of that? Uh, Hopefully, the majority of what's in them gets absorbed and changes into something a little less um, uh, 
familiar. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good way to put it. Um, but the water's still going to go through it. It is, and it's going to end up hopefully well filtered by the time it gets. Oh, we got to hopefully. Yeah, we got to hope for that. You know. Well, but think about it this way: Europe drinks only bottled water. Do you know why? Why? Because the water that is in the aquifer, the the upper water, mm. is un, you can't eat, you can't drink it. Where did they get the bottled water? It comes from the deep aquifers, mm-hmm. and that takes thousands and tens of thousands of years to get there. Now you got to get it way down from deep, don't you? Yep. And that takes a long pipe. It does. And I wonder how they get it in the bottles. How how do they guarantee the purity of it? They don't. They can't. Well, some of the it used to be some of the better known brands were European, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't even remember them now. I probably should, but why? I don't know because <laughs> I've drunk some over the years. But uh, but that 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 is that is a what would we call a micro aspect of our micro? Well, have thing? you heard of of the water in Mexico? I always heard, don't drink the water. That's it. And why? It give you, yeah, right. Yeah, the Montezuma's Revenge. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, used, I think that's caused by E. coli, primarily. Yeah, yeah I think so. And so, it's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, because you have to be careful because you may be in a part of the environment or you may be using a part of the environment that is harmful to your health. Maybe well, even deadly. It often is. So how do we change that? <laughs> well, that depends on who you talk to and what's going on. Yeah. Um, the liberals, so to speak, and I, I can't say I don't agree with a lot of these things, because I do. I, I think as we talked earlier, we both do. Now, that doesn't make us tree-hugging liberals. No, trees. but we're not necessarily uh, shotgun carrying conservatives either, are we? Well, no, because they force us into artificial decisions. Yeah, I, I think maybe you and I might might be a little bit more conservative than some of the liberals, and a little bit more liberal than some of the conservatives. You think so? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a number of things I believe that. Um, don't fit with certain people mm-hmm. and a number of things that I think that don't fit with the other people. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I agree with you 100%. But in the environment, though, uh, one of the things that, that came to me earlier was, you know, we we are in a, a non-debatable situation in that we ain't got nothing else to put in the jar. Well, that's true. And here's... You know, some of the things that make it a very difficult situation that's getting worse. Mm-hmm. The first one is and, and uh, the melting polar ice from both poles. Not long ago, a uh, piece of the southern Antarctic ice shelf the size of an, a U.S. state broke off and is, float, is floating around out in the ocean there. It'd take out a couple of good-sized ships, couldn't it? Oh, I'd say so. <laughs> of course, if you could get a hold of it and pull it to uh, some place where you could get the water out of it, that water is pristine. Yeah, yeah. But what it also means is that the shorelines are gradually sinking in, in regards to the water levels. Yeah, I may have some uh, beachfront property here in Coleman before long. Well, we may all have. <laughs> now, it's just which side of the beach we're going to be on, the water side or the dry side. And and if you dis if you dispute what we're saying, don't don't come at us say, well, you know, you're crazy. Give us facts and figures that prove what what you think we're saying is wrong. Well, and let's go to some of the air problems. Boy, have you seen the latest? 
that methane gas leak. Oh, yeah, in, in the North Sea. Yeah, and how much it's bubbling out through the ocean, putting in the air. And methane is one of the worst the of the... worst. The worst polluter per gram or whatever of gaseous vapors going into the atmosphere. And you know what's amazing? Is natural gas. That's what that is, yeah. natural gas. Yeah. In the U.S., I think they still do flare-offs where when they drill a well, they'll let the excess pressure, uh, they'll light it, and it will burn natural gas for years. And that turns out CO2 and sulfur compounds and other things. Somebody's going to have to explain to me the rationale for that. Why not put a cap on there hooked up to a pipe that will funnel that stuff to 28 cities? Well, and there are reasons. There was It was so plentiful that it was cost more to do anything with than it was worth. Mm-hmm. And yet, if they left it there, uh, oftentimes it would cause an explosion. <laughs> You know, you can blow an oil rig a long way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and natural gas is almost ideal for doing it, too. Yeah, hem it up somewhere. <laughs> so, so anyway, we have gotten much better about that in the United States. Mm-hmm. And in but, fact, but, but everywhere else is in this, too. That's not just the United States. That is China and Russia and Germany. And that's they're, one of the points we wanted to talk about. Yeah, they're all there. Because the U.S. Has, is going to do what it can to stop global warming. Mm-hmm. Now, the most important word in that was global warming. Yeah, global, as in everything out there. Now, supposedly, the worst polluters are coal and then uh, diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. And some other uh, other carbon compounds. Right. Okay. The U.S. has done away with our uh, coal burning here, mostly. No, no I, I can't say that. They haven't built any new coal-fired uh, electricity plants right. in a while, and I don't think they will. But what about China and India and the rest of the world? Because China has, I looked this one up, 43 new uh, coal-fired power plants that are being built right now. And China bought coal for years and years and dumped it in the harbor off of the shore of China so when it got scarce, they'd have it. Well, they have it, and they're using it. Mm -hmm. And you know what they're doing that for? It fuels the rise of the middle class. Because think about it this way. When you're poor, you want enough to eat. Yeah. You want enough to drink. Mm-hmm. What about when you get an extra couple of bucks in your pocket? Then you want a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when you find a better job? That bicycle turns into a motorcycle or motorbike. And then as you get better, well, now my house needs heating in the winter and cooling in the summer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and, it's it's a progression of social status. And the thing about China is their middle class has grown by about four times in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So Maslow's hierarchy is just working really well there, isn't it? And that's exactly what it is, is uh, you can, you have the cash and the, you know, whatever. So you go ahead and make your life more comfortable. And and when you do that, then you put the, the onus on everybody around you to try to come into your area and move with you up the ladder because nobody wants the neighbor to have air conditioning unless I've got air conditioning. Well, and everybody, all the nations in the world want their people to live in the middle class. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I like living in the middle class. I'm going to get there one day. Well, me too, (laughs) but I just, you know, it's one of those, if you dream it, it'll happen. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, that's probably a good idea. 
So India is the same way, not yeah. to the same extent. But they've got so many people, and, and that's what we're looking at, I think, in India and China, just the aggregate of the two companies as far as, as people are concerned. Well, and that brings up one of the points that I thought we really needed to cover because nobody talks about this as part of the problem. There are two sides or, or several parts to that, what makes up the total carbon loading of our environment. One of those is how much each of us is using, which we just talked some right. about. Mm -hmm. The other is how many of us are using that. Yeah, if, if you don't have more food to put on the table, you need to cut down the number of people sitting at the table. Right, but we haven't done that. The world no. population in 1900 was just over 1 billion. Okay. Today it's just a shade under 8 billion. There are so, more people alive now than at any time in history as far as I can, you know, so know. That's what 700 billion more. That's roughly 7 billion more people. Is that 700%? Yep. 700% more people. Now, how do we expand what we're making? to So that more people can have more things? Well, that and to keep people from starving. Well, and that's another thing that we're going to have problems with this coming winter and next year. And, and one of the things that uh, an economist noted was People are going to have to become vegetarian whether they want to or not. And he used the example of Texas. He said, Texas does not have a water shortage. Texas has too many cows. And that's part of it, mm -hmm. okay, because cows are probably one of the top three producers of flatus, yeah. excuse me, methane, yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. And that methane's not captured. Now, it, that, you know, leads to another question is, could it be? And that's, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> well, I'm not going out there with a bucket to try and get nope. it. Nope. But, it, but, but you're right. You know, those are some of the decisions we're going to have to make. But another one is the developed countries, like the United States, mm -hmm. Europe. Germany. Uh, yeah, and even some South American countries, they, no, just a few, they are controlling. We actually have fewer people born than die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're in a negative. Right. Way. Yeah. Right. And that's, we're not going to debate whether that's good or bad. That's just the way, that's it, way it is, is right? That's reality. And. Yet the, the people that are in the worst condition, like Bangladesh, mm -hmm. uh, Venezuela, yeah, the, a number of those people, those are some of the highest birth rate countries mm -hmm. in the world. And yet, do we send birth control to them? No, we send them more food so more people can be mm -hmm. born so that they then, when they get older, they're more likely to pass away. So I don't see that as being necessarily a very good thing. Well, no, I don't think so. I think responsibility, I think, is teachable. And responsibility has many different avenues. And I, I think controlling the population is one of those avenues. And it's not something that necessarily we need to impose on other countries. No. However, I would say that there's every reason to say, if you want our aid, then this is something that you need to, to allow and encourage your citizens to do. Yeah, and, and that would be easy to do. If you had someone... Well, like, I would have thought so. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it seems, you know, look, folks, you want $100 million, you know, cut your birth rate to 110% of your population as opposed to 130% of your population. And here is how you do it. And you know what the effect... Well, think about it this way. 
we're losing millions of acres of uh, Amazon jungle every year mm -hmm. because they're cutting it down and then selling that wood for cabinets and furniture and everything else. Right. But then they're taking the, the ground and they're planting it with food. Guys, we're going to have to leave it there for just a second, but we'll be right back with a little more of your show, uh, The Elephant in the Room, in, uh, I don't know, two or three minutes. Okay. All right. Be right back. Y'all stay tuned. There are many advantages when you bank locally with people you know. Eva Bank will get you started or restarted. Eva Bank offers many loan choices. We stay flexible and put your situation first. What matters to you? matters to us. We are specialty lenders with programs for home purchases, home construction, land purchases, manufactured homes with or without land, commercial real estate, and other consumer or business loans. Eva Bank is your one-stop lender. The process is fast and easy. You can apply in person, over the phone at 256-255-2000, or you can visit us online at www.evabank.com to get started today. Eva Bank, NMLS number 414640, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95, is your home for Friday Night Live. Nobody covers more high school football in Coleman County than Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95. Go to your favorite app store and download the Coleman's Live 95.5 app. Then select the channel of the game you want to hear. This week, hear Winston County in Cold Springs, Fairview at Ardmore, West Point at Lawrence County, or Hansville at Good Hope. Coleman County High School Football on Coleman's Own Live 95. Friday Night Live on the Coleman County Sports Network. Powered by Coleman Community Radio. Coleman's Live 95 is brought to you in part by K&K Logging, McDonald Logistics, Merchants Bank, Tisha Brewer State Farm, Sound Mind TMS, Adapriest Pizza, Gateway Mortgage, Guthrie's Auto Service, Coleman Electric Co-op, Eva Bank, Ditton Seamless Gutters, Cyber Broadband, Citizens Bank, Happy Homes Real Estate, Odin's Auto Glass, Coleman Appliance Repair, Coleman Savings Bank, McDonald Hauling, Zaxby's, Rock and Roll Sushi, 212 Insurance, and the Warhurst Team at Hagamore Realty Group. Friday Night Live on Coleman Community Radio, powered by Coleman's Live 95. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect place to have dinner or choosing a good night's sleep over binge-watching TV all night. It feels really good to make the right insurance decisions, too. That's why State Farm Agent Tisha Brewer is right here in Coleman County to help you select the right protection at the right price. Tisha will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm Agent Tisha Brewer, it's easy to make the right choice. I'm Tisha at Tisha Brewer State Farm. We're located behind Cook's Pest Control at 909 Fisher Street. You can reach us at 256-734-4645. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You can join us tonight, uh, 256-737-9505 tonight, this afternoon, whatever time it is. Uh, welcome back, Richard and Howard. Thank you, sir. Wow. We're back. We are back. How many of you are back? Okay, let's have a head count. One, <laughs> two, three, <laughs> four. Actually, we've got four, I think. Oh, listeners? I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the environment today. Yeah, how about efficiencies in well, the environment? Now, that's one of the things that um, we're... We needed to talk about because so far we've just been talking about how bad we are and why yeah. it's so bad. And the government does a good job of that. We need to do something different. <laughs> well, the government solutions are not necessarily the best solutions. Amen. Yeah, that'll preach. Oh, let's. In fact, one perfect example of that is in California. Right. We talked about yeah. that the other day. <laughs> yeah, man, that is that that is a big bugaboo. And one and for anybody who really didn't know about it, the We're gonna tell them. the California legislature passed a law saying that 
in California, you could not sell a new gas-powered automobile after 2035. Mm-hmm. It all had to be electric. Well, then at the same time that they were deciding that and enlightening the rest of the world, their uh, power company was <laughs> instituting... Yeah, this is hilarious. ...rolling blackouts. Now, now... There may be some people that don't know what that means. That, what that means is from 8 till 9 o'clock tonight, you may not have power in this area. You won't have power. You won't have power and in this area. And from 9 to 10, somebody else won't have Down power. the street, yeah. And so on and so on. I've never had to deal with that, so tell me. I mean, do they tell you when you will not have power, or is it just totally random? No, they, they tell you. They okay. tell you, and they, they probably have it divided out by zones, because you know how Californians and government are. They, I'm sure they've got a bureau for deciding that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but they, they pull a switch, and you, you, I mean, at 10 o'clock, if you're in the zone, you have no power. So they were telling people not to try to charge their autos during those hours. Hmm. I, I love the little cartoon uh, it was in California, the fire department. I said, ma'am, we'd really love to come and put your fire out, but we're charging our truck. That's, I'm sure somebody will have to deal with that if they haven't already. But that, that, that indicates that somewhere we're not doing something efficiently. I can tell you what the other side will say because I have read it. Uh, their response will be, why was your truck not topped up already? I mean, if it's sitting in a fire. I mean, if it's sitting in the bay, it ought to be topped off. So, well, now that is an explanation. Thank which, you, Jay. Which is great <laughs> until the uh, hurricane comes in and knocks your power out for seven days. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, uh, where? How are you going to get around? Just put you some uh, some some energy in a bottle. Let's go now, at it. That brings brings up another point. <laughs> if we're going to use, we said we can't create anything. We cannot destroy anything. At best, all we can do is convert things. Like? Okay, so we've got the electricity to plug into the car, to charge the car. Where did we get the electricity? There you go. And right now, the majority or a large minority of that comes from burning coal. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) However, in the United States, our facilities are much uh, better at, at controlling cleaner the, right and and so anyway that's that's one of the things that is an efficiency really yeah but, more efficient than it was but it's not totally efficient and you still got to do it and one of the things that nobody has told us is something my stepson told me he's a master electrician Mm-hmm. And he said, if just twenty percent of the U.S. went to automobiles that were powered by electricity, the grid would go down nationwide. Twenty percent. We don't have the infrastructure to do that. So that brings up another thing: how how do we get the infrastructure to do that? And and if we get the infrastructure to do that, how much more coal do we have to burn? Well, this ties back into your first week's show. How do you how do you grow your infrastructure to 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 meet the demand? Um, yeah, yes, sir. That's yeah. exactly right. And what it does mean is that we're going to have to do more nuclear, more um, natural gas. Um, and more solar and wind energy. Mm-hmm. But solar and wind will not do it all by themselves. No, Ask no. Europe. Yeah, they, they found that out. Somewhere we're going to have to be really uh, efficient. And a friend of mine went to Nashville last year and said they got on this tour of Nashville, kind of like a streetcar. And said when he sat down, he and his wife looked and there were pedals there. <laughs> and you ride that around the tour of Nashville, you pedal. Well, it would probably be good for most of us. Oh yes, <laughs> health wise. But we're, we're I, that, that may just be a, a 
you know, a minor aspect of things to come. We may have to figure out other ways to power things, and we may have to pitch in. And and I've seen these these things to charge your phone that you you turn you turn it and 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 then you hook your phone up to it. Yeah, well, my phone takes a couple of hours to charge. <laughs> I, I don't see that being the way I'm going to be able to do it. But we we've got to develop some efficiencies efficiencies. And you you know the old thing, okay, get a big sprocket here and a small one here, yeah. and and we may have to you know step those things down three or four times to turn them fast enough to create enough power. We may actually have to get you know husband and wife in a team at night, turning <laughs> turning that big cog to to uh, run the power through the generator. We we do that now. I've got a, a a generator that I put on the front frame of my bicycle. And you put the little uh, rubber grommet against the wheel, and while you're turning, you're, we're, we're going to have to learn how to do that or have to do things similar to that because otherwise we're going to go back to the number one nemesis. We're going to be using coal to fire whatever it is that turns the generator that we plug into the car. You're right. And I think part of what it's going to require is in, increased fuel efficiency. Yeah, for one thing. Yeah. Another would be uh, increased utilization of public transport, transportation. Yeah, and and I remember way back years ago, I had had a problem that the economics professor threw out. He said, "Is there a price at which a public transportation system can make money?" Sure. Uh. He disagreed with you. He said, no, there's not, because if you get it high enough to make money, the price of it will be high enough that the guy that's got to pay to ride it could buy a car instead of riding public there, transportation. But see, there's the thing. If, yeah. it, if the reason you can't do it is because gasoline is that expensive, mm-hmm. which, going back to our first show, the supply and the demand mm-hmm. drives the price. Of everything. So it may be that we will have to have gasoline, fuel oil, all of all of that become much more expensive mm-hmm. in order to do what needs to be done. Yeah, and when, when, when we hit that point of equilibrium there, then it starts, okay, I can't afford the gas. Right. If you'd like to jump in and, and convert... Uh, Convert. Have a conversation with these guys. <laughs> you want my, to talk to us? My tongue is tied. Two five six seven three seven nine five zero five. They'd love to tell you how they're right and you're wrong. Or, or send your remark on Facebook. Jay will get it to us. And that way, you won't have to put your voice on the radio, right? Unless you just want to hear yourself talking. If you do, please have someone <laughs> record it and don't talk while you're listening because it'll blow our ear pads off. Another thing that I wonder about is, from my old days in radio, maybe radio's changed now, is are we using everything at our disposal to increase efficiencies of what see if we can find something we can use instead of what we are using the stuff that is being thrown in the oceans the plastic and now we're talking about another form of pollution mm-hmm. absolutely it is just it's it's incredibly uh, over uh, underreported let's put it that oh i way. think you're right yeah tremendously well, technology i guess is a great example of that how the next version is supposed to improve upon the earlier version and you can go back and say well you know the the motorized carriage replaced the horse and buggy yeah um right find a better way and that's being done and and we've got to eliminate some of the restrictions some of the governmental uh dictums or whatever and in, in inventing these new ways and using these new products. And can I throw one out there? Sure. If you grew an acre of marijuana, the hemp in that acre would make more paper than I think two or three acres of trees at a cheaper cost. You know, that is not something that I don't that I think anybody in our audience or I certainly hadn't heard that before. But, you know, hemp was widely grown in the United States during and right before World War I as a source of hemp 
to make ropes. ropes. Yeah, and those were used in the Navy and not just the U.S. Navy, but all the merchant marines mm-hmm. and everything. It's actually stronger than the uh, material they're using now. Well, what's going to happen to plastics when we cut back on our use of uh, oil and gas? Well, they're probably going to go away. But what are we going to replace them with? Well, that's the thing is, well, how about instead of plastic tops for drink drinks that you get from McDonald's or someplace, uh, we find something else that can be used. Hemp. Hemp, <laughs> yeah. I go back to grocery stores. I mean, they used to be all paper bags. Oh, and yeah. Then they went to plastic bags. But yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming that was a cost thing. So, Well, and how many billions of those bags are in the oceans or underground storage in dirt right and and with the cups i mean make the things where they come up kind of to the top a little bit you wouldn't need a top for it wouldn't need a lid you could just drink it like you do out of a bottle make it a cone shape yes. instead of a yes cylinder shape mm-hmm. you know pointy rather than round at the true, top true okay but well, we, that's we, an idea. It really is. We, we've got we. They heard it here. We want to patent on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, as we look at things, some some of the things that we use for conveniences are going to have to be, you know, eliminated. We we can't just have everything we want. Well, they're gonna. The manufacturers are gonna have to go back to products that last. 10 or 15 years, a bicycle that you can get when you're a kid and your kids or grandkids can use it with a little <laughs> upgrading mm-hmm. 40 years later. Yeah, you know, that, that, uh, that's some of the things we got to look at and the more you look, sometimes uh, necessity is indeed the mother of invention. And, yeah, and, and recycling. You know, right now it, it doesn't, make a lot of sense economically for a number of us right but if the cost were to go up and the government would do that in terms of taxes as much as pricing things yeah and i i think it's michigan where if you take a bottle out of a store it costs you a dime i think you're right there's several states yeah. that charge a, a deposit and it, it's a significant deposit well you know. when i was a kid we used to ride around Picking up Coke bottles and Mountain Dew, whatever it was, for the two or three cents deposit on. Of course, right. gasoline was 24, 25 mm-hmm. cents a gallon. Yeah. So, you know, we could buy gasoline to pay for driving around yes, looking for it. Six bottles and you could buy a gallon of gasoline. So, speaking of the mother of invention, you know, there, there was a lot of chatter that we would see a whole wave of, of new inventions come out after everyone was locked away in their garages for COVID for a year or two. Uh, I think we're a good six to nine months out of being locked away in our garages, if not longer. I'm not seeing that. What, what about y'all? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I haven't I seen haven't a lot seen of it. those products yet. But then I'm, I'm not the, you know, knower of all things, you know, about technology. Well, now we're trying to build you as that. Now you're trying oh, no, to see no, that. Oh, no, don't. Please don't. Uh, wouldn't fit. I guess Netflix was more entertaining. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think Netflix and TV and everything else has not only stymied the inventive juices, but it's making a lot of dumb kids. Well, that and video games. Yeah, I hate those. Just plain and simple. But then, if you add in it, the you know, how many times have you do you buy a new computer? What do you do with the old one? Mine's still sitting on my desk. I have several that are sitting. Yeah. And I have one hard drive that I got somebody to take out for me because in our field you can't just no have things <laughs> like you that. You got to make sure around. Yeah. Uh, I heard that if you take a half-inch bit and drill a hole in each end of that hard drive, it'd be unaccessible. I don't know. But we were talking about plastic earlier, and what I'd like to know is why can somebody from Ziploc bags not get together with someone from Post Cereals and put a bag in the cereal that you can open without it tearing? Yeah. (laughs) 
Now we're getting into pet peeves, and that, yeah, I share I, that one. <laughs> now, yeah. some somebody from cost controls figured out that if they gave you a Ziploc bag, you might actually zip it up, and it would not go stale like it does now, meaning that they would sell less. Probably so. That's true, and there you, you might actually keep it and reuse it, yeah. which would keep it from showing up in the landfill. Sitting in a, in a circle one time discussing pet peeves and things like that, and one of the guys said that you'd be surprised how economics kind of pulls those things. He said he was working for Colgate Palmolive at the time. They were sitting in a in a room, and the question was, how can we sell more toothpaste? And said there were numerous suggestions, but none of them seemed palatable. And said this one guy said, why don't you make the hole in the tube where the toothpaste comes out bigger? <laughs> so more comes out yeah. when you do that. Well, and I'd heard the same thing about shampoo. That uh, who was it that one one company came up with the idea of suggesting to people that they use that they lather up twice with their yeah, shampoo. Genius, really. Oh, it almost doubled their yeah. sales. <laughs> yeah, well, wash it and rinse it and wash it again and leave it on there a little bit and then wash it out. And- all right, one more time. If y'all think y'all got all this figured out and want to explain it to us, 256-737-9505. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. And uh, y'all don't do what you did last week and call us the minute they leave the building. So. <laughs> Unless you want to, to say something really bad, it, it might hurt our feelings. <laughs> yeah, notice we give you the phone number, but we do not give you the address. <laughs> Smart thinking. Yes. But I, I think we, we have got to become more more aware. Yeah. Of what what we're doing, and it's, and the idea that what we do here is all we have to do to make it better around the whole world. Yeah, I mean, if if you can do if you can affect a twenty percent decrease in the emissions here, it's not going to save the world, but it's going to help. Well, and one of the main things that people point out is that the United States is probably is the largest user of energy per person in the world. Yeah. And not by one or two percent. This is by a big margin. Yeah, we're doing our part though. We didn't turn the lights on today. No, we didn't. And and I, I don't know, I think it would probably be shocking to us uh, if if we were to look at the number of cars per family in the United States versus the number of cars in the families in other countries. Well, and let me tell you, what this is one of my pet peeves. And I know that people have reasons for it. I'm not saying that, but... We're not judging. Well, I am. <laughs> Just not seriously judging. No, you go by any school between 30 minutes before they let out and the time they let out, you will find between 50 and 150 cars, all of them running, and all of them either with heat on or air conditioning mm-hmm. on, yeah. and not moving at all. And I just wonder how much gas that would save if they didn't. Or if they used a, uh, <coughs> a hybrid vehicle. Mm-hmm. That seems like something that ought to be easy to solve. <laughs> well, it, and I've been stuck in that, too, and I don't even have kids in school. Shouldn't, shouldn't even be allowed. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer when you get in your car, put the switch in the ignition to start the car and leave, move, get it going. If you're not, if the wheels aren't mo- going, the motor should not be running. You're and, not going to be in there that long. Well, 20 or 30 minutes. Maybe forty-five. It's getting to where it's forty-five minutes, and so they're, they're they can get one or two spaces so, yeah, further yeah. closer. Yeah, and most of the kids live close enough; they probably walk and do the kids good and save gas money too. You know, I used to walk from my house to East Elementary School, and that was about eight or ten blocks. I can't. Yeah. It was ten blocks. Oh, but Howard, some some scary guy will walk up and scare your kids. So yeah. I mean. 
Oh, there weren't any back in those days. <laughs> Daddy done shot them, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, well I, and then one day there was the neighborhood dogs, uh, uh, Doberman Pinchers got out, and they accosted me outside the school, and I picked up a big stick and just beat the fool out of them, and they turned around and went home. <laughs> well, I rode the bus from the time I started the school in the first grade in 19 and something. <laughs> until I was 16 in the 10th grade and, and the last two years I used the family car because mother wasn't working so I had the family car but I had to carry my brothers and sisters and half the neighborhood with me that's the way it works yeah. but it doesn't work that way now Mm-mm. no everybody's got a, got a car <clears throat> and, and you go by and you look at all those nice cars and you're thinking they're paying the teachers too much when the people come out and get in the cars not the teachers driving those cars it's the kids the you're thinking how did we do that how did we do that well we did yeah and I, I guess I accept some of the responsibility because we all want better things for our kids than we had mm-hmm. but unfortunately that does not include uh, eight cylinder 480 cubic inch V8 engines mm-hmm. that idle uh, and get maybe eight miles to a gallon of gasoline. So we, we've got to be efficient. We've got to look at alternatives and minimization. The Japanese have minimization down to a a fine art. Uh, 400 square foot houses. Notice there was a house advertised on the lake, and I thought about, you know, hey, that'd really be nice. It was 864 square feet. That's a small one. Yeah, and it was on an acre lot on Smith Lake. And I probably would have bought the house, except the lot in the house was 119000 So I thought, you know, whoa. <clears throat> Talking about being efficient, that said, I don't think I can do that. But minimization, I think, is going to be the way to go. It's it's one of the things we can do. Yeah. I. I Donna and I moved up here in 1984 and built a house. We had kids, and we were out in the country and all that, and it's got a basement, full basement booth. It's got a second floor on the basement. It's got the third floor. It's got a whole bunch of square feet in there, and Donna's saying, let's sell it to somebody and move out in the back 40 in a little uh, 500 square foot. I don't think I want to go that small. But we have overbuilt our needs. Well, we mentioned, I think it was our first show, that the average size of a home being built in the United States today is around 2,800 square feet. Yep, yep, just round to 3,000. And when I was, uh, well, in the middle 60s, it, the average was 1,300 square feet. So we're, we're going to have to minimize. Uh, we, we Our houses are too big. Our cars are too big. And... Some some person doing a survey in a sociology class walked up to where I was one day and said, how many pairs of shoes do you have? Why do you need to know? She said, I'm, I'm doing a survey in a sociology class, and I, need, and I count them up. And she said, do you wear them all? I said, well, not at the same time. <laughs> she you had more than two, I think. Yeah, she, <laughs> didn't think she didn't think it was very funny. But I got thinking, you know, I don't need that many pairs of shoes. Why do I need three pair of boots? Because I want three pair of boots. Well, I need four or five pairs of shoes because I have a pug puppy, and she has eaten one of each of about three pairs of shoes. Hmm. So you need to sprinkle your shoes with pepper before you go to bed. Well, something a lot more than that. <laughs> My wife and I have been talking about possibly having dentures made for her. Yeah, that work, but. But becoming efficient, uh, things that we don't need, things that we don't need. I mean, our bedrooms are on the second floor, our living area, and one bedroom's on the first floor. And how you heat and cool both of them? That's got to take. Well, what about building underground? Well, the basement's underground, and I, we could we and could see. go down there and live. And it's about seventy-seven, seventy-six degrees all the time. Uh, that would be a way to do it, though, is just build a house underground. Wouldn't have to worry about the horn- tornadoes. Either, no, would you? you wouldn't. That's one of the positives of yeah. it. Yeah, my luck would blow but, those big trees around there down on top of my house, and I couldn't get out. 
Well, you know, that has happened to people that have these trap doors in the floor and they go down there to, to you know, get out of the yeah. possibility yeah. and, if, you know, something falls in on the house and they're stuck, they can't get out. And I yeah, know that, that's not funny except in the past. Yeah, the, the funny part of it is if you get in a basement, it falls on you. If you get in the top, it falls on you. If you're in the middle, you can only hope you don't get squeezed from both ends. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about my luck, but. <laughs> All right, guys. To talk about next time, week? time to wrap it up. Okay, I thought next week we could talk about it's. We're coming up on serious political season. Oh goodness, yes. But I wasn't wanting to debate the. Y'all just issues. ran off the other three listeners we had. Yeah. Well, oh, that's wow. the point. <laughs> I wasn't wanting to de- debate the issues. I was wanting to talk about controlling the narrative and how both parties wow. attempt to do that. Mm-hmm. Say it's not so. Come on. <laughs> and what we end up with is discussions that are skewed towards two extremes and the the most important stuff isn't mentioned by either one because it's not a, a talking wild, point. Yeah, talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you, the, Jay. A talking And point. here's a hint. It all depends on what channel you tune into. Yeah. Oh, we does are, it? There's only one or two that it We it we, we will does. be absolutely independent here. We are pretty independent here. I've been accused of that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well if you listen today, I think you understand where it isn't, you know, a talking point or, you know, oh save this or do it's what is best. What is the best situation? For I, I, was, I was listening, and the governor of Florida stopped a reporter. Said she was trying to get out, you know, politically this storm. He said, "Stop it! Just shut up right now. I'm not going to listen to it. This is not about politics. We have people hurting, and if you can't grasp that, just get and, out." And yet, that's that's one of the reasons that it's gotten so polarized in this country. The in you know, people in news want to get their story and want to shape it the way they want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I, I that really doesn't help anything. So you're and yet, the key is get out of here. Last night, I watched a little bit of the hurricane coverage, and it didn't take them 15 minutes to start showing clips of all of the other channels and how all of the other channels <laughs> were trying to convince you that this was all. A caused by global warming. B, this is the worst storm to hit the United States. And I mean, it was all garbage. Yes, yes, no facts, no nothing. Well, hey, and, Sandy. And the the other Hi, thing Alice. is a, a concept called the pornography of grief. Grief. Yeah. Yeah. You will see more crying people mm-hmm. and emoting people on the the news than it. it you know it almost desensitizes you over time we'll see you next week on oh yeah the elephant in the room the Mm -hmm. elephant in the room and stay tuned for our friend sandy she'll be right with you thanks guys thank you coleman's live 95 is coleman's independent radio it's time now to check our regional news from the alabama radio network a service of sound mind tms if you suffer from depression and don't know where to turn you can think sound mind tms